I was screaming out to God that I knew I was dying. And I kept saying, God, I'm dying. I'm dying. Angie was on the phone with her husband who was out of town as a deadly tornado began blowing their home apart all around her. And the next thing I heard was the rain coming in. I knew it was water. I knew it was rain. I'm like, this is not good. So I started screaming her name, just screaming, just sobbing and screaming. Today, you'll be hearing from Tim Allred and his wife, Angie. They'll recount that terrifying experience with a tornado last December. It was one of dozens of twisters that devastated parts of Arkansas, Illinois, Kentucky, and Missouri. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Welcome to a new series of GPS, God People Stories, an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. We're calling this series God's Presence in Disaster. Over the next five weeks, you'll hear from people who discovered that God will be with you even in the most difficult times. You'll also hear Billy Graham talk about that. There can be no pessimism or wringing of hands with the Christian. There is courage, fortitude, and power in the midst of crisis. This hope that we have in Christ should fortify us for the trials and struggles ahead. You'll hear more from Billy Graham later on in this episode. But right now, if you would like to find out more about how to trust your future to Jesus Christ, we are here for you. We have a website we would like for you to visit. It is findpeacewithgod.net. That address again is findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. I moved up to Illinois uh, for work, and Angie was working at the village. Now, the village is what we call in the South City Hall. That was four years ago when Tim and Angie met. And that's the place you had to go to to uh, get hooked up for utilities. And so she was at the front desk, and I saw her for the first time. And I have to say it was the most beautiful sight that I have ever seen. And uh, we've been together three years now, and it's been the best three years of my life. Tim is in the fiber optic business, and Angie now works in the city hall of their new hometown, Benton, Kentucky. Tim still makes weekly trips back to Illinois for his work. Both Tim and Angie grew up in areas where tornadoes were not uncommon. However, neither family had ever experienced or been impacted by a twister. So, tornadoes to me, growing up, my mom was very scared of tornadoes, so I tried to always be not afraid around my girls growing up. We did have a basement, so it was always safe. Um, we never have experienced any bad tornado damage. I've never been in any bad storms. You know, growing up in, in Kentucky, so many times, you know, we heard uh, about tornado warnings. And I, I remember even as a, a kid, I, I remember one time distinctly, my grandparents lived a couple of houses down now, and they had a basement. And I remember as a kid, my mom and my dad was in the bathroom shaving. I'll never forget this. He was in there shaving. And she says, we're going to mom and dad's. They're calling for a tornado. He said, okay. He just kept on shaving. She says, are you going to come? He's like, no. So nothing happened. And that's kind of what 
I was used to in Kentucky. They, they would call for something and nothing ever happened. Friday, December 10th, 2021, Tim was out of town for work. And Tim and Angie's history with false alarms regarding tornadoes gave them a sense of comfort that there really wasn't anything to worry about with the storm headed Angie's way. Her daughter, though, thought a little differently. My daughter kept begging me to come to her house because she was very scared of the tornadoes. And I just said, Michaela, I just am going to go home and I'll be fine. I said, there's a better chance for me winning the lottery than by me getting blown away by a tornado was my last words to her, you know, that night. Angie and I were on the phone because she was watching the weather forecast. And um, she, she was not worried about it. She felt safe. Tim and Angie stayed on the phone that night while keeping up with the local news in Kentucky. A little after 9 o'clock, the weather took a turn for the worse. At about 20 minutes prior to the tornado, um, Channel 6 News, Noah was his name. He was beginning to forecast that this was going to be a catastrophic tornado. Well, I hadn't really ever heard that forecast before as a catastrophic tornado. So... I was thinking, well, he's telling you to get a motorcycle helmet, get a mattress, cover your head, try to protect your head that a lot of people are, um, you know, killed by the flying debris. So I went upstairs, I got a couple extra pillows and extra blankets, and I thought, you know, it's going to be okay. With the forecast looking more and more serious, Angie prepared the best way she could. I got my purse, I got shoes, I got a flashlight, a candle. I I took shelter underneath our staircase. There is a bonus room above the garage that had a staircase. Um, I took shelter underneath there and I had extra pillows all around me. This no longer felt like one of those false alarms that she had lived through so many times in the past. And the forecast was to hit our town, Benton, at 9.45 p.m. on December 10th. So, of course, I was sheltered in as tight as I could underneath the staircase. Um, Again, I had my phone. I had my watch. I had Tim. I was talking to him on my watch. And I had my iPhone with the weather. You know, Noah was live on Facebook with Channel 6 News. So, I knew that it was supposed to hit at 945. And I knew um, Tim kept, we just kept talking Um, at 9.44 and a half, I heard the train. And I remember telling Tim, I I was hot because I had so many pillows around my head. And I remember saying, I think I'm going to pass out. And then I think I started screaming, pray, just pray. And I remember I was holding on to the pillow over my head for Dear life. As Angie held on for her life, the tornado was unleashing its destruction all around their home. Knowing there was nothing she could do to save herself, Angie began to cry out to the only one who could help her. I was screaming out to God that I knew I was dying. I kept saying, God, I'm dying. I'm dying. Uh, The floor underneath me, I've tried to think of an explanation, and it has to be a jackhammer, was underneath me on the floor at my head, underneath. Um, 
And I, I remember crying out to God about three or four times saying that I was dying. I knew I was dying. At that moment, that's the most closest near-death experience I've ever had. And then after those three screams out to God, I, I said, God, please make it stop. Please make it stop. Meanwhile, Tim was hours away in Illinois, and all he could do was try and stay in touch with Angie on the phone. But in the middle of a tornado, that's a struggle, even for modern technology. She was talking to me on her Apple Watch. And then when she, I guess when she was covering her head, I couldn't hear her screaming and all of that. I, the, only, the last thing I heard her say was pray pray. And so I just started praying a hedge of protection. And uh, if I get a little emotional, forgive me. But uh, I started praying. And the next thing I heard was the rain coming in. I knew it was water. I knew it was rain. I'm like, this is not good. So I started screaming her name. Just screaming, just sobbing and screaming. And after about, I'm going to say a good minute of screaming her name, I hung up the phone. I called our son-in-law in Paducah, and Garrett is his name. He answered. I said, Garrett, it's not good. I said, try to get over there and check on Angie. For what must have felt like an eternity, Angie survived three harrowing minutes underneath the staircase. The roar of the wind ended. The debris stopped flying. But something else continued that told Angie all she needed to know about her home. So after I screamed out to God to ask him to stop, the rain, I felt the rain on me. And at that moment, I knew it wasn't good. I was inside, underneath the staircase, inside, you know, our closet, our home. Um, I, I jumped out from, um, our son-in-law calls it the triangle of life. There was a one wall that fell after the staircase above my head blew away. It blew over 200 feet away. And the roof that was above my head um, blew that far away also. Um, I crawled out. Um, It was really dark, of course. And I ran across the street to the neighbor's house. And, um, of course, their house was halfway gone. And I was, you know, yelling for help. Of course, there was no one there. And at that moment, then I called Tim back. Angie buzzed in. And I couldn't believe it. And it, I answered, and she said, baby, I'm alive, but the house is gone. And I said, what do you mean gone? She says, the house is gone. And I'm like, you mean gone, gone? And she's like, yes, but I'm alive. And I said, well, well baby, We can replace the house, but I can't replace you. And we just were thankful that she was alive. There was destruction all around her. 
So Angie needed a place to take shelter from the rain and the aftermath. Her daughter helped with that. One of her daughter's co-workers happened to live down the street from Angie and Tim, and their home was still standing. My daughter works at the hospital here in town. Um, A new employee started working with her a few weeks ago. We found out that she lived at the end of our street, the cul-de-sac, where we just moved into. So um, I had a a little guardian angel that Michaela worked with that came. They rode down in their car. There were trees across the road. They risked their lives trying to get to me, too. So she came and rescued me, took me to her home, which was had some damage, but not I mean, I was able to get a warm place. She got me warm clothes and she even gave me a pair of her glasses because I couldn't see anything. (laughs) So I did have shelter that night and she, you know, took me in. I was grateful. It was clear to Tim and Angie that God was watching over Angie through and after the tornado. It was only by the grace of God that it, it, it was God protected her that night. There's no other question, no other explanation. God, by his grace, protected her. Everyone that met her said, God's got a plan for you, and God's not through with you yet, and it's only by the grace of God. Now, I'm talking about people that didn't go to church, people that didn't know us. They smelt Jesus all over her. And I thought of that last night. God protected her for a reason, and God's got a plan for her life, and, uh, and we believe that. Tim and Angie's faith journey, though, began long before the night of the tornado. As kids, both had different levels of exposure to Christianity, and both of them had come to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ while they were teenagers. I was raised in church. I mean, we went every time the doors were open. However, the particular church that we went to, it was so law-minded, if you will, that the only thing that we were taught was just to be good and uh, treat people, everybody right and good and and all of that. And and I, I understand that, but it was all based on rules. But then... My parents moved us to another church, and for the first time, I heard the story and the gospel of Jesus. And And I even remember, as a kid, my mom would watch Billy Graham on TV. And I remember so many times hearing about Jesus through Billy Graham, through that message. And throughout the, the years, God was just putting all these seeds in my life. But then it came to fruition when I was 16 years old. I realized Jesus died for me. I need to repent of my sins. I need to accept him. I said yes to Jesus, and uh, he changed my life. Church was not a part of who who my family was. Um, with family and friends, they would take me to church. My mom just wasn't physically able to, to go to church. She's been very sick most of my life. Probably meeting my best friend has been for my life. We were in high school, and so she would invite me. If I would spend the night, she would take me to church with her. So I always knew that um, her mom growing up filled a lot of empty voids in my life where my mom couldn't. And so I always knew I wanted my family to be like 
I wanted to be a mom like my best friend's mom to my family. And I wanted church to be very important to my family. I'm so thankful that for my friend for taking me to church. And then um, I've had I've had a, several traumatic events in my life. My first husband passed away of a, a sudden heart attack. And so um, through our years of marriage and family, raising three children, um, church was a very high priority. Our girls knowing, you know, about Jesus. And we just really wanted to instill that into our kids. During the days after the tornado, God revealed himself in many ways to Tim and Angie. And one of those ways involved the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team. Chaplains from the Rapid Response Team had arrived in Paducah, which is near their hometown of Benton. And Tim connected with one of the chaplains even before seeing them in their neighborhood. On December the 15th, we were checking out of a out of a hotel. We, we, we were displaced and, and uh, we stayed in a hotel in Paducah and we were going to leave that hotel and go to another hotel that they were going to put us up into a little bit more long term. But I met Eric Cupper, who is a chaplain for Billy Graham Association. And uh, I saw his shirt and had Billy Graham Association on it. And uh, so we, we made a eye contact. And uh, I don't know what he saw, but he saw something and he just started praying for us. And, and he mentioned these words. He says, God loves you. And God's got this. But that morning, and God used him to confirm this, but that morning we read in 1 John chapter 4 that perfect love cast out fear. And, uh, and we know what perfect love is. It's not our love for God. It's his love for us. Tim and Angie have learned a lot from this experience. And what they take away from it more than anything else is the importance of their relationship with Jesus. I think about how we prepare for storms and how all of the material things really aren't the ways that we need to be preparing for storms. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, you know, how I was gathering things and pillows and in our in our daily lives, how we try material things to make it fix this or do that or um, the word of God and, you know, just growing deeper and, and having a relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing to prepare for any storm. No matter what you may face in the storms of life, when you trust in Jesus Christ, you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your future is safe and sure. Find out more about beginning a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Coming up, Tim Allred shares some eternal insight that he's gained in the months after the tornado. You're listening to GPS. God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. There can be no pessimism or wringing of hands with the Christian. There is courage, fortitude, and power in the midst of crisis. Billy Graham. 
This hope that we have in Christ should fortify us for the trials and struggles ahead. Let the wicked seize the seats of power. Let them spread themselves like a green bay tree. Let them scoff at truth and mock at goodness. It will not be for long. Their days are numbered. With this great certainty to cheer us, the future holds no terrors we cannot face. Beyond the crisis lies heaven and utopia of our dreams. Thus the Christian should never be filled with fears, discouragement, and despondency. I'm asking you at this hour to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him come into your heart and transform you and change you, but most of all, forgive you of your sins of the past. If you'd like to know more about that, about God forgiving your sins, all of your sins, there is someone waiting to talk with you. You can reach them via the Billy Graham prayer line. The number is 888-388-2683. That is 888-388-2683. Our guests on this episode of GPS, Tim Allred and his wife Angie, know firsthand about the ministry of the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team. Its chaplains share the hope of Jesus with people in the aftermath of tragedy and disaster all around the world. You can discover more about the Rapid Response Team at rrt.billygram.org. And we also include a link to that site in the show notes. None of us knows what the future might hold, what kind of storm we might encounter. But Tim says we can know something, and it's far more important. One thing that I've learned is the very storms that rock our world, God walks on them. They're under his feet. And just like the night of the, I've read that story so many times in the last few weeks about the storm and how Christ just walked on the water. And the very thing that was upset in the boat, Christ walked on. And Ephesians 1 says, it's all under his feet. And so that's what we rest in. We're, we're just resting in, in the Lord. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know that he holds our future. We want to say thank you to Tim and Angie for sharing their story of survival and trust, trusting in God through fear and difficulty, no matter what the circumstance is. There's an old saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. If that is the case, you owe it to yourself to see the pictures of what their house looked like before the tornado and after the tornado. It's quite dramatic. And you can see it at billygram.org. You can also see where Angie took shelter during the twister. Again, you'll find those pictures at billygram.org. And uh, we'll also include a link to that page in the uh, show notes. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Be sure to join us for the next installment of our God's Presence in Disaster series. Next week's episode is the first of a two-part episode in which you'll hear from survivors of the recent apartment fire in the Bronx in New York City. And thanks for listening to this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.